Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks Love Island is an advert for Dublin Tourism Board. I'm ahead of the game. Hello and welcome to The Smut Drop. It's a weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and on this week's show I'll be finding out the best ways to say, yeah, they're just not that into you. I'll be chatting to Sean Phillips about Love Island and Lipedema, and I'll be reading out your hot holiday filthy confessionals. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review, subscribe, do it wherever you get your finest of podcasts. And I hope you're ready for this because I'm about to open the door of Casa Hello, gentle listener. Now, perhaps you may have noticed that I am not very good when it comes to tact and delicacy. One of my friends once described me as the conversational equivalent of a bull in a china shop. So if I want to tell someone that their partner seems like they're just not that into them, where do I start? Is it brutal honesty or a bit more diplomacy? Fortunately, Molly Quirk has been chatting to senior therapist Sally Baker from Working on the Body for Metro.co.uk about what you can do if the person your mate is head over heels for just doesn't seem as keen on your BFF. She says that the best thing to do is to stay close and wait for the fallout. Sally says the problem is that telling your friend about your hunch can often weaken or even destroy a friendship and that there's a risk that this might make them pull away from you and throw themselves even harder into their romance. Oh my God. Now I have definitely been through this. I've watched a friend fall for someone who was a massive dick and it was like watching a really slow car crash. But What I know now and what Sally is advising is that we just need to stay on the sidelines. I know, I know it's really hard, but our mates need to know that we're there to support them. And so that eventually when it all comes crashing down, which we both know it will, they don't feel isolated. But the problem is what makes it even harder is that we can't turn around and say, I told you so. Oh, God, that's the best bit, isn't it? That's what we're waiting for. No, we can't. We just have to make sure that we're there and so that when everything goes wrong, we can take them for a pint at the pub afterwards like the great friends we are. How about you? What would you do? How would you say it? Babe, he's just not that into you. Tell me about it. Slide into my DMs and let me know. If only we were all on a sun-swept island where the next lonely singleton was in their pants, waiting around the corner to sweep our friends off their feet. Do we think it could really be that easy? I reckon this week's guest might have a clue. Let's go and have a chat. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and theys, what would you give to be in 30 degree heat surrounded by amazing views, beautiful singles and a fully stocked bar? No, it's not Manana's Beach Hut in Bournemouth. I am, of course, talking about Love Island. But what would you give up to be there? 
This week's guest has been there, done that, and was rightly voted as having given one of the top moments in Love Island history and has now been raising awareness for lipedema. Congrats, Han. It's Shauna Phillips. Hello. I need that introduction just to follow me around wherever I go. <laughs> you can have it as a ringtone. We can mix yes. it up. <laughs> How does it feel being one of the top Love Island moments? Very strange, but do you know what? I I earned my stripes in there, so I would have I would have called off com if I weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you did indeed. Look for anyone who's been living under a rock. Can you just explain what your top moment was? Oh, oh gosh! So in Love Island, there is this horrific time called Casseramore, mm. um, where. You're, the boys or the girls in a villa, my one was the boys, they basically just go off on a lad's holiday to a villa about a two-minute walk away. And they send in lovely, sexy single ladies, ready and willing to steal your man. And my man was ready to be stolen. <laughs> so rude. And then you turn round and you say... Congrats, hun. <laughs> <laughs> and thus a meme was born. Well A meme done. was born and a mortgage was paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Two simple words. Brilliant. Exactly. Wow. Now, Vodafone have just done this survey asking Love Island viewers what the, the biggest thing people would miss. What did you think you were going to miss and what did you actually miss the most? So, I mean, obviously, I knew I was going to miss my, my friends, my family. I didn't actually realise how much of a homebody I was until hmm. I was in that that the villa and I was I actually banned the word mum being spoken because I would turn oh. into this big soppy mess and I just I didn't think I was like that but clearly I clearly I'm attached to her <laughs> and also music I did not like I didn't have myself down as this big music person and when mm. I was in there we actually we actually did start singing the um bear in the big blue house theme song because <laughs> we weren't allowed to sing actual songs so that's that was the only thing we could grapple with. The bear. What's the bear in the big blue house song? Oh my god! Did you ever watch Bear in the Big Blue House? No. Oh, it was this like it was like this children's program. Like I'm talking when I was probably a toddler, so maybe four or five. And right, please, please, when we get off this, go on YouTube and <laughs> type in Bear in the Big Blue House song. It's a very jazzy song. Okay, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> That just sounds surreal. All these beautiful single people singing a song from the, like, I'm guessing the early 90s somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we need to bring that back. We, well, we, the thing is, you can't, you can't sing songs because they can't edit it and copyright and all of that. And mm. you just, even when you're getting ready, don't realise that you normally just have something in the background. Yeah. And we had none of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But all these people, they said the thing that they would miss most would be their bed. So what is it actually like climbing into bed with a total stranger on the first night? I know. To be fair, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And I was like, wait, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after a couple of Pinot Grigios, exactly, though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I will be honest, you are so delirious every night from just being tired and drained that you just, I, I'm quite a light sleeper, so I did think I was going to struggle. But as soon as I hit that bed, I was out for the count. So, no, I, 
I think I would have I would have slept standing up. You're that tired. <laughs> oh my god! What do you think of this year's lot, though? Come on, give me any any goss, any details. I am truly obsessed. Um, mm. Ekin Sue, I'm going to demand be made a saint because <laughs> she's like she is what viewers demand. They're, they're, that's mm. that's who we deserve as viewers. And I mean, she is just, she is so fun to watch. What do you think it is about her? Do you think she's just learned from, because she's a bit older than the other girls that are in there. And that definitely helped. Yeah. Do you think if you knew now, if you knew then what you know now, your experience would have been different? Like, I don't mean about the people, but if you were like this age now. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think I was probably a little too uptight in there. I was definitely myself, but you're still very aware of your surroundings and I mm. wish I just let my hair down more. I was I was the oldest girl in there. I was the oldest person mm. in there for a while. And I was 25 when I'd done it. I think she's 27 at the minute. Um, mm. And I definitely felt like I could probably handle myself a little bit better than some of the younger girls. Um, just because you've, you've, you've been around the block. <laughs> you know, you know how life works. But she yeah. she's also an actress. And I think she just knows. She knows her, her role. She knows who she's been kind of put in there for and she's just not, she's not letting us down. And I I mean, I love that for her. She's finding her light, isn't she? She really is. And like, although I do think, obviously we're not actors when we go in there, she's obviously an actress. I don't think she's acting in there per se, but I think she is able to take herself out of situations and put on a bit of a mask, which you need, you need it in there because it's not a normal situation. It's not a normal environment. One of the things that I really liked when I, um, on like from the first episode was one of the guys, and this, you don't hear this very often. One of the guys turned around and said, oh, you'd never see that amount of those type of girls on the town. You'd, you'd see one yes. in a friendship group, but you wouldn't see them all together. And I I don't know what town young people are going to these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but, you know, but it's been, it feels like, seeing all these beautiful people all in one place is like is that what life is like it kind of gives off this weird you know it, it's exactly what it's been accused of which yeah. has been given a, a non-reality based look of, of body image yeah no I agree but I mean you, he says that and then that would instantly to me I'd be well I've seen tens of dozens of you every every shop I go mm. in Oxford Street so um <laughs> And not just that, but I mean, how sh- how shallow is that? Yeah, yeah. It's so bloody shallow. Yeah, because one of the things that you've since learnt about yourself was that you have lipedema. Your legs were a bit bigger than everyone else's. Do you think that would have changed you? That's a really, really good question. I've, I've actually never, I've never thought of it like that because when I found out that I had mm. a condition, I felt an instant weight lifted off my shoulders because it, it almost takes the, not the guilt, but the blame. Because I thought, well, that's just, that's mm. that's what I've got. And But in actual fact, no, I've actually got a condition that's caused this. But then in, in, in turn, I also, once I knew I had it and I needed to have surgery in order to help it, I, I kind of felt like I was on a bit of a timer and that the longer I wait, the worse it's going to get and, and every minute counts. And that's mm. not necessarily true. So I don't know whether I would have, I don't know whether I would have been more uh, kind of conscious about them once I'd gone in there. I also really, really struggled with like water retention. And I don't know about you, but in the heat, 
everything about me swells. Yeah, yeah. I'm a size 12 normally. <laughs> Same. If it weren't for this bloody weather. Um, but but because, uh, because of South Africa's um, sea level and the difference in London compared to there, mm. my, I couldn't fit my feet into my shoes. Yeah. So when we're all ready and I've got these little cocktail sausage feet trying to get into a shoe, it is so bloody embarrassing. Mm. But do you know what? I just thought every time I felt like having a meltdown, I just kept thinking there are literally people dying in the world. Shut your mouth and get out of there. <laughs> it's tough though, isn't it? Because so that's the, the problem. Um, You know, the, one of the reasons like, because lipedema is quite close to my heart. I've got friends who have it. And if you can, do you want to explain what lipedema is for our listeners? I do, but can I ask, did they know they had it before it was like spoken about? No, no one, no one's, insane, no one knows. There are still people who I can see have got yep, it. Same, and same. if you try and say, oh, I think that's lipedema, yeah. then they've got no idea what you're talking about. No, and do you know what's funny? That when I, so when I was in Love Island, my Instagram was being inundated by women saying, we think shauna has got lipedema. And my mm. poor mum thought they was trolling me. <laughs> oh, so she didn't no. tell me. And then oh. when I came out, I stumbled across this message saying, I think you've got lipedema. And I yeah. Googled it and I was like, oh my God. Now, I know we shouldn't self-diagnose on the internet, trust me. But when I mean I ticked every single symptom, every single every single thing that was like a, um, a characterization of lipedema, I had. Yeah. And it was just insane. So, I mean... So lipedema is typically, it's kind of described as like an unusual fat buildup that can't be um, eradicated from diet or, or gym. There is nothing that burns it. Um, and it kind of just keeps growing. It just, it keeps multiplying. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be slow. Sometimes it can be fast. And what is really common with lipedema is that sufferers typically have a really small torso, mm. like, so a really small waist, and big legs and when I look back at pictures I honestly I don't understand how no one thought no there's something up here Mm. I was a size six top because I was punishing myself with eating and with working out I was a size six top and a size 12 to 14 bottom that's just not normal to have such a difference so I don't know how alarm bells didn't ring for anyone um but but and the other problem is because <clears throat> because sufferers can then develop really bad eating habits, either under eating or over eating, because they are they just don't have a have no clue about why what's wrong with their legs. They can then have really bad eating disorders. They could sometimes become overweight, and then it masks the actual fact that they've got a condition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of puts doctors and GPs on the back foot a little bit because they can sometimes just look just skin level skin deep and think no you've just you've just got an eating problem or xyz but the only it only seems to be when someone is very very small up top and and then larger legs that but i mean even then then they're still not getting it then no no it's still it's still oh you just haven't done your leg days or oh i i i remember very very vividly i still remember it to this day i was in a very very unhealthy relationship and i was i was just thinking oh the better I look, the better he'll treat me. It didn't happen. Um, and I remember I got to nine stone on the scowls, which was so underweight for my my body shape. 
and I took a picture and sent it to my ex and was like oh my gosh look and he replied saying oh that's amazing now you just need to sort your legs out oh my god and I was like how on earth I can't get any thinner there is no I, I just it would I couldn't I physically couldn't yeah um and it's just it's it's comments like that but even just comments from from people that don't know you that I don't know why people think they have a right to have an opinion on you. you I, I get we have free speech, but you have no right to comment on how I look. Let's just get that very clear. <laughs> and certainly with lipedema and with anything that affects your body and can affect your your cells and your genetics, there is mm-hmm. no one knows what is happening in someone else's no. body or why their body looks a certain way or is a certain yeah. way. And just a few lipedema facts, it affects uh, 11% of women, so that's one in 10. That's a lot of women. One in 10 women. It is mainly women. It rarely affects men. Uh, And it's an enlargening of the adipose tissue. And it starts at puberty. Oh, what a brilliant time. What a brilliant time. Amazing time. And I went to an all-girls school. So from the age of 11, I was staring at everyone's legs. Thinking, why on earth do I look like this? Yeah. And you can't can't do it. Like you said, you can't do anything about it. There's no test either because... And it's it, and it's one of those things like because um, uh, I'm very much into body positivity and fat liberation, and it's it is yeah. one of those things that affects a lot of people, and it's um, something that GPs and the health service and you know I love the NHS, but it's mm-hmm. been so under talked about, I think, and and so misrepresented. And people think it's just purely for an aesthetic level, and it really isn't. I was in pain daily. I bruised like a banana. I would often get just numb patches. I would just sit down and I would have numbness in my thighs for absolutely no reason. Mm. And another another fact, a re- really interesting fact, but um, everyone that I spoke to with lipidema says it, it matters to them as well, that it's, it's hereditary on your paternal side. Mm. So what is another kind of punch in the gut is that every every woman in my mum's family have beautiful legs yeah now I'm talking people that are size 8 size 10 size 16 size 18 they all have stunning legs and obviously my mum's found I'm I'm looking at their legs thinking why on earth don't mine look like that Mm. my my dad's mum died before I was born but she had horrific water she thought it was water retention it was probably lipedema Mm -hmm. Um, and my aunt my dad's sister has it and my cousin has it it's it's so true. It, it, that's exactly the same as my family as well. I take after my paternal grandmother. My niece takes after her yeah. father's mother as well. And it's just, and and again, like you said, you're looking around at your mum or your cousins on your mum's side, and you're thinking, why am I the the one that looks like this? Yep. And they also don't they don't understand either. Even to the point where, even no. to the point, I remember going shopping with my mum when I was younger in next and she'd get me a skirt and I would just be like what what are you doing I can't wear that and do you know what my poor mum bless her so I've had surgery now I'm basically what you would probably call in recovery and my mum got me a pair of boots for Christmas really expensive boots for Christmas this year last year rather and I said Mm. to her mum they're not going to fit me and she's like what do you mean they're not going to I was like mum there is no way them boots are going anywhere near my legs. I know I've had the surgery. I know my legs look better, but I still have lipedema. Mm. And I mean, I tried to get them on, but bless my heart. And they just went absolutely nowhere. So, but my poor mum, she probably thinks, well, she can go into a shop and just buy a pair of boots and not even think about it. There is 
I very I don't even think I own a pair of boots. It's it's all part of that thing where it's just not being spoken about. It's so yeah. people just don't know anything about it. They think, oh well, you've been diagnosed and you've had liposuction, some kind of miracle cure, which I want to talk to you about because I. I don't think it is a miracle cure. No, it's <laughs> From not. From <laughs> everything that I've seen on your Instagram and your stories. It, it, yeah, so tell me about the, the liposuction journey you had to go through. So as soon as I realised I had this condition, I, I mean, before this, I didn't even know you could get liposuction in your carbs. If I did know, I would have done it a long time ago. I just didn't know that was a thing. Mm. And um, so when I found out it was, I was like, oh, my God, yes. I was literally searching that day. Now, mm. my, when I found out, obviously, it was during lockdown. So there wasn't many, a lot of surgeons were back in the NHS working. So there wasn't many private practices working. But then eventually I was able to find someone, a lipedema specialist, and um, went through uh, my surgeries. I've had surgery in my carbs and my fires in two separate operations. Oh and honestly, it is that, like, I am all down for cosmetic procedures, okay? I am an advocate. <laughs> And I feel like my threshold is very high in terms of pain for anything cosmetic. I'm currently sporting a black eye because of cosmetic (laughs) procedures and I love it. However, the surgery on my calves was the most painful thing I've ever gone through in my life. And because it's not a cure, there's a very real chance that I could need that surgery again. And honestly, that fills me with dread Mm. because it was... It was just horrific. My, I was swollen for about, I would say, six to nine months. So everyone thinks, oh, my God, just have liposuction. Let me see your incredible legs. Mm. No, they're actually bigger than they were before because of swelling. Mm. So when you have to put compression tights on. And when I tell you, when I ha- my mum had to move in with me for a while, she had to help me with them. But when you're putting them on, it feels like your skin is ripping away from your muscle. And I told my surgeon that and he went, yeah, that's because your, your nerves are trying to mesh together. And when you pull them, they're, they're breaking again. And I was like, wow. So what I actually feel is actually happening. And also this, this word will haunt me until the day I go over to the other side. He encouraged me. So when you leave liposuction, your um, incisions are left open because you need to still leak fluid. Because the more you leak, the better. <laughs> now, let me tell you, my flat smelt like a hospital wing for a, for a good while. Um, so you have to kind of walk around and, and get your legs leaking. But he also told me that I needed to milk my leg. Oh. <laughs> I needed to milk my leg. Oh, my God. Oh, the last oh. thing you even want to do is even look at your leg, let alone touch it, and then let alone milk it. Okay? Oh no God. leg should ever be milked. Ever. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So it is so not glamorous. I looked like I'd been run over. My mm. feet were swollen. They it was just it was just horrific. So you come out of liposuction mm. and you're you're a good few sizes bigger than you've ever been because of the swelling. And it, it really does play on your like your mental the mental side of it. And that's another yeah. thing that I really do think needs is is probably even a bigger a bigger way because you can pay for, co- for cosmetic surgery, you can pay to have liposuction, and you can pay to have the lipedema removed, but you can't pay for your mental side of things. I mm. still feel every day that my legs are as big as they've ever been. I feel like the moment I have something unhealthy, well, my lipedema is coming straight back, and 
that's something that I didn't think about. I really, I really did think it was going to be the, oh my god, liposuction, and then I'm, I'm done, and I'm out wearing booty shorts, and it, it's just not that. Are all those, all those things though that you're worried about? There's having lipedema, but then there's also living in a world that's filled with fat phobia. Of course, of course, and and also, so what if my legs are bigger? So yeah. what? But I mean, I can say that, and I can scream it to the rooftops, but. I can still wear a pair of shorts and look in the mirror and think, what on earth are you doing? Get those shorts off. It's <sighs> it's so hard. If my friend came to me and said, oh, I shouldn't wear those shorts. I'm too big. I would get her in a headlock and say, who on earth are you talking about? Get them shorts mm. on and get out there. But when it comes to yourself, it's just not like that. And it's a shame. How are you feeling about them now? Are you still very self-conscious about your legs or do you feel a bit more like you can embrace them? I'm, I'm, a bit of both. I I also feel like because people know I had lipidema or have lipidema and I've had liposuction, I feel like people look at me and I, I instantly think, oh my God, are they going to be thinking, well, where's the liposuction? Um, mm. But I also, mm. and another problem at the minute that I'm struggling with is I've just recently come off the contraceptive pill. Um, mm. I've been on it for more than 10 years and for the last few years it's been just messing with me like migraines and stuff like that wanted to come off of it and I've I I just I feel bloated I feel everything about me just feels not me and I think I've I've got definitely got water retention from coming off of it Mm. and again it it's just it it plays on your mind so much thinking what have I done to myself when you've you've done nothing apart from just live you live your life I'm not being funny. We've just got through a pandemic yeah. and we have the nerve to criticise ourselves. That is, it's insane. It's insane what we do to ourselves. I think one of the reasons that we have this problem, though, is because there are so many things in the world that are aimed at you must be this size. You must be, look like this. You must be mm. this shape. You must be this colour. You must be this sexuality. And if you're not, then give us money and we will pay Fix to it. make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that Lipidema UK say that it can lead to is there is all the physical things, like you said, easy bruising, uh, later in life because it's progressive so it can mm-hmm. lead to reduced mobility but also psychological issues so everything you're going through all yeah. the psychological th- issues such as low self-esteem that's all part of the the symptoms of lipidemia yeah. and you know but is it lipidemia or is it because of this society we live in where it's told you oh you're to blame for your legs yeah. being big you yeah. you shouldn't have had that burger you shouldn't have had your fucking salad dressing do you yeah. know what I mean oh my god I get comments on my on my stories and on like my posts and some of them were like uh you shouldn't be having that because you've got lipidemia and you should stay away from salt and I'm like Susan cut me some fucking slack I can have some salt <laughs> on my chips because listen yeah. I, I could live the perfect life, I could eat the most perfect diet for my lipedema and I could be the most depressed person in the world because mm. I'm living off cow and lettuce. Mm. I would rather live a life and actually be happy. And I think you can have both. You can have both. It's, it's all Everything in life is about moderation. It really is. You've just got to learn to live however you can that suits you and, and makes you happy. 
And yeah, and just I wish people would just shut up. <laughs> oh, I hope you put more salt on your chips. Go for <laughs> it. Stick all the salt on and eat them whilst wearing your shorts, Shauna. Come on. Put them in my, in my short pockets as well for later. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be, the more we talk about it, that there'll be more research into this? I hope so. And I hope even, like, even my surgeon, my surgeon said, I get at least five to six patients a day coming in because of you. And mm. I think that is crazy. And even girls I follow on Instagram, I see them and I, I'll look at them and think, oh, I think they've got lipedema. And now it's a very, very, it's a hard, it's a hard one because I would never want to message someone and say, hi, I think you've got lipedema. So I don't want to offend anyone. But then I also think, well, knowledge is power. And I found this girl the other day and I thought she's definitely got lipedema and she's stunning the way she dresses. Mm. I actually followed her because I thought she looks incredible. The first thing I looked at wasn't her legs. It was how incredible she looks. Mm. And then I followed her thinking, well, I want some fashion tips from her. And I checked our message history. I always like doing that to see if someone's ever messaged me. And she messaged me saying, "Um, I think I have lipedema because of seeing you. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that because I think you do as well. Um, <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm going to see a specialist tomorrow. Like, I'm so glad. And I was like, you need to tell me how you get on. Oh. But, you know, what I think people don't understand, people are very caught up in, oh, you're only doing it for looks and this, that and the other. And there is, I think, four stages to lipedema. And mm-hmm. if you get to stage four, you could be wheelchair bound. And what people don't understand, I spoke to a girl before who had lipedema, as well as other issues that stemmed from lipedema. And mm. she got quoted £90,000 for her surgery. Mm. And she just said, That's, I, can't, I can't afford that. But had she had got help before she was in the position she is now, it would, wouldn't have been that much. So listen, I get the NHS is under stress and I get that there is hardly any money in it. I, like, I completely get that but you're almost saving yourself money because of the amount of other ailments that come with it. And mm-hmm. even if they'd done something like, if they'd done like a, a medical loan where, you, where you're able to borrow the money and there's like 0% interest and, and you can pay it back in whatever way you can, you can afford, just to be able to allow people to get the surgery they need for their health, not for their looks. Mm. Yeah, I think that's something that people don't realise is that it's... It's progressive, so yeah. therefore it it may look right now like oh you've just got you've just got big thighs and you're just yeah. worried about your looks, but it's it's progressive and you know they they'll just get bigger until you are until you do have all these mobility issues and yeah. you know I'm very much like living in a bigger body sometimes that's that does come with mobility issues and but you've still got the right to respect and you've still got the right to exist in a you know in a loving world in a in a world that embraces you but when you've got something that can be seen to so that you don't get to that stage then well yeah because the moment you know that you've got it you're thinking Mm. well this is just going to get worse and there, there's there's things that you can do to try and stem it and delay it, like wearing compressions. And but that's all well and good. But you go and tell that person in thirty degrees heat to go and put a pair of compression tights on. It's not fun, I can assure yeah. you. And and then you you can't wear sandals because you've got tights on. And there's all these. And I know that sounds really shallow, but it, this these are things that you have to think about every day. I I, mm. I am trying to sleep in my compressions every night, and. It only takes one night for me to be really tired to think, do you know what? I just can't be bothered to put them on. And then the next morning I'll wake up and I'll feel guilty. I feel guilty that I didn't do that. 
Mm, it's the just, quality of life, isn't it? It is. It's, it's bloody rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What would be your... What are the things for people to look out for then if they think they've got lipedema? If you think you've got lipedema, I would... And I know this sounds absolutely horrific and I would never normally advise this, but compare your legs to your friends. Compare your legs to your mums, to the ladies in your family. See if... Of course, we all look different, but there are there are particular things with lipedema, such as like there's a cuff around the ankle um, mm. where it literally you go from your ankle and then it's almost like swollen almost. Um, you, bracelets, isn't it? They, it's called it a bracelet. On your, on exactly. your arms as well. So. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you're on holiday, again, we all kind of swell a little bit, but if you're swollen for about a week or so, it's, it's basically caused because your lymphatic system just isn't working properly. Mm. Um and 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 that's another reason. Um and and just feeling like you bruise all the time, feeling like you um I used to get really tingly pins and needles in my thighs from doing absolutely nothing, just sitting there doing nothing. Um and and again, if weight if uh, exercise isn't helping, if diet isn't helping, these are kind of the common the common symptoms for lipedema. Mm. What would you what would be next on your journey? Do you want to do more about lipedema? I mean, it's it's part of me and it's it's something that I'm it's so strange. I never ever would have known I had it without Love Island, which is just so ironic. But and <laughs> but not just me, however many other women realise they had lipedema from watching Love Island. I know it get it gets its stick and sometimes quite quite rightly so, but if there are thousands of women out there across the world as well I've had women from America telling me I now know I have lipedema I mean how amazing is that that is it's so amazing and I think because it's been so nice to see someone who um is in the public eye talk about this because it can feel like such a shameful thing of like because you've had to point out your legs you you know a a celebrity might just be like oh but I don't want to point out my big arms I don't want to point out my big legs but but once you do and you start getting people talking you can actually start saving people's lives and the reason why I did talk out about it is because like you said that was my biggest insecurity before Love Island I actually when I went into Love Island I had hidden the word legs so that anyone that said anything about my legs I wouldn't see it in the comments and that that was something that I if if someone said to me what's your biggest insecurity I never would have said my legs because I don't want you to look at them and I don't want to bring attention to them but it got to the point after my lipedema that I I, I couldn't deny it and also because I knew I was going to get surgery I thought god how many women saw me and thought, wow, she, I look like her, she looks normal. And then to go and get a surgery in secret and be like, oh no, this is me now, all through diet and healthy eating, when that's just not the case. And it's just about making that accessible and making that that idea of, oh, I'd done this all through me. No, I didn't. I, I had a problem. I had it fixed through surgery and, and this is what I've done. It's like I said, like knowledge is power. I think that's that is so true, and I I think it's such a great journey for you to, for you to have gone on, to, and to see someone do it, and to see it all ha- happen in real life as well, yeah. and to show all the gruesome details from being on Love Island and and not being able to get your shoes on to actually milking your fucking oh, legs. God. Oh God, <laughs> that 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 word will just haunt me for the rest of my life, honestly. 
<laughs> that is amazing. Oh my god! I just want to ask you one quick question. Um, do you have any tips for people who are who are coming out of the Love Island scene? It's obviously got its controversies. What would you say to all of those people who are coming out and might be feeling a little bit low about themselves? Oh, honestly, it is outside noise and everyone has got something to say and it really makes no difference and I just think you know what they can say all they want but it is not going to affect the money going in your bank (laughs) so carry on (laughs) get the money in the bank and the salt on the chips exactly (laughs) where can people find you Shauna what are your what are your details oh I am an avid oversharer so if you want to see me cry and everything on on social media um i am on shauna phillips on tiktok and instagram and shauna p on twitter and that's normally where i do my love island commentary and my um tony blair trolling (laughs) (laughs) oh lovely i'm gonna i'm gonna be following you perfect (laughs) thank you so much shauna that was brilliant and really fascinating thank you thank you thank you for having me My thanks to Shauna Phillips there. Oh, I thought that was so open and honest of her to start talking about something that has obviously been a real effect in her life. And I know that it can be really hard to point out some of the things that we feel bad about. Like, it's hard to point out you've got big legs or or you've got big arms. But when it comes to lipedema, it's something that is not spoken about at all enough and is something that isn't in the public eye and I think absolutely definitely needs to be not just because of the fat phobic society we live in but also because it can have a greater effects on you in later life like Shauna said with mobility issues and certainly at any stage of your life with mental health issues of course we shouldn't have to have a diagnosis to explain why we look the way we do we should all be able to exist in a body no matter what size what shape whatever it looks like but certainly when it comes to your health then yeah Go out there and see what you can find. Like Shauna said, you can go and follow her. And there are plenty of places that are cropping up on the internet, such as Lipedema UK, where you can get more information. In the meantime, I'm going to find out whether any of you lot have been milking anything in my inbox. I love hearing our listeners' stories. I think we're all a bit shook from the Microsoft paperclip last week, but I did ask you to send in all your hot holiday confessionals. So let's see what filth you left in my DMs. Okay, on Twitter, Jerry340 says that me and my girlfriends are 99% certain that my mate's son is the result of a one-night stand at a seaside resort adult weekender. We call him Little Dodger behind her back because we all saw her balls deep on the dodgems at midnight. Oh, <laughs> Jerry, that's not nice. <laughs> oh, mind you, doing it on the dodgems at midnight. That is a bit, yeah, no, fine. Fair enough. Crack on. Carly says holiday sex is the reason why I go on holiday. Well done, Carly. Go on, get your jollies off. But she says the worst was a guy who just wanted me to stick stuff up his bum all night in Zanti. I love how she's so precise there that it has to be in Zanti. Uh, but the best was a waiter on a cruise ship 
who spent three days floating my boat. Oh, lovely bit of punnery there. She says, <laughs> she says, he didn't have to rely on the motion of the ocean if you get my drift. Oh, mate. Yeah, I'm guessing he had a big cock, son. How romantic. Oh, <laughs> I could do these puns all day, all day. Uh, and finally, we've got one through the email from Timbo. He says, stag do in Prague. Other, oh, stag do in Prague. Where is this going to go? Other than boozing, the only thing we really planned was a private boat with unlimited beer and a stripper. That's just what you want, isn't it? Perfect. But Ira, my mate's dad, who's always been a bit of a dad to the whole group, kept saying he couldn't go because he would get seasick. We gave him a bit of stick and it turned out that what he was really worried about was getting on a boat with a stripper because he really wanted to take nice pictures of the river for his missus to see. Oh, it turns out that none of us were really that fussed about the stripper. So he gave her a few euros and told her she had the day off. That's how you do it, Timbo. Well done. Maybe it was the unlimited beer, but my dirty confession, oh, my dirty confession is that we all had a bit of a tear in our eyes every time we saw Ira get his camera out for a nice shot of the view. Oh, Timbo, Ira, oh, so romantic. You see, it doesn't all have to be filth. You can write in with lovely stuff, but make sure you do write in because we want some more. Next week, I want to hear all about your medical fetishes. Oh, do you long to play doctors and nurses? Is there something special about speculums? Would you like to come into my surgery for an intimate procedure? You can slide into my DMs. Just look out for Miranda Kane on Twitter, TikTok and Insta or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for Metro.co.uk. And the best way to make sure we keep bringing this sexy content right into your ears is to leave a nice review. In the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears next week. I'm ahead of the game.